Welcome back to 28 Days of Black History. In the mid-20th century, Hazel Scott was the glamorous face of jazz, a wildly successful and multi-talented pianist, singer, and film star. Scott played sold-out concerts that mixed classical music with jazz and boogie-woogie. The first black woman to host a television show, Scott was a Hollywood star who featured in four films in a single year. Her success seemed unstoppable until her career was derailed by state repression and anti-communist hysteria. Hazel Scott was born in Trinidad in 1920. As Trinidad was still a British colony without self-rule, the predominantly East Indian or African descendant residents of the colony would be denied even local elections until five years later. Scott was raised in Harlem by her mother, a professional musician. She was eight when she was accepted to the Juilliard School of Music, where the minimum age for incoming students was 16, after performing a Rachmaninoff piece for a professor. She joined her mother's band at 13. Two years later, she performed with the Count Basie Orchestra. She hosted a radio show and performed on Broadway before graduating high school with honors. After Billie Holiday insisted that Scott take her spot at Cafe Society, the first integrated nightclub in New York City, she became renowned as the darling of Cafe Society. She made repeated appearances on Broadway, appeared as herself in five Hollywood movies, and was mentioned in a Langston Hughes poem. Her social circle included Leonard Bernstein, Lena Horne, and Frank Sinatra. As she won acclaim for her performances, Scott fought against the discrimination she faced as a black woman in mid-century America. She refused to take any of the first four film roles she was offered in Hollywood, all for singing maids, and once stopped working on a film for three days until her black backup dancers' costumes were changed from maids' attire. Scott refused to perform in front of white-only audiences and demanded pay equal to that of her white peers. For many years, her talent and popularity allowed her to achieve incredible success while she fought for her convictions. But in 1950, Hazel Scott was denounced as a communist. She voluntarily testified to the House Un-American Activities Committee to prove she was never a party member, but she admitted unremorsefully that she had performed at a 1943 rally for New York City Council candidate Benjamin Davis. Davis became one of the first black council members in the city and one of two Communist Party members elected to the council. After his term, Davis would spend five years in federal prison for his political beliefs. Though she would not be incarcerated, Scott's career was ruined by the suspicions that she had subversive political beliefs. Though she had just become the first black woman to host a national television show, the Hazel Scott show was canceled in the aftermath. The McCarthyism of the 1950s that destroyed Scott's career has a modern-day equivalent, the hatred directed against anyone denouncing the ongoing genocide of Palestinians by Israel and other supporting countries, including the U.S. Last year, Juliana Margolis slandered the organizers of a black lesbian film event at Columbia University by falsely claiming they had banned Jewish attendees. The fact that Columbia's black female and LGBTQ plus students attend an elite university didn't stop Margulies from publicly fantasizing about them being beheaded and the residents of an Islamic country using their decapitated heads as soccer balls. Though Mexican actress Melissa Barrera appeared in dozens in films and TV series, she was fired from the Scream film franchise for denouncing the genocide in Palestine. Indian-American activist and author Sarah Rao, dropped by her agency for the same reason, said the industry is punishing people of color for speaking out. And Dr. Claudine Gay, the first person of color to lead Harvard University, wasn't protected from getting pushed out after she, like Scott, went before Congress to testify in a right-wing, politically motivated hearing. 
talent, achievement, or celebrity still don't provide protection against political witch hunts, particularly for women of color. We, like Scott, need to call out the lies and fear-mongering that form the basis for political repression. 28 Days of Black History is our free month-long series where we celebrate stories of black leaders and their impact on arts, culture, and society. Look for Black History Month in titles of other episodes in this podcast. The Anti-Racism Daily is made possible by contributions from our community. Join in by making a one-time or monthly donation. You can find us on Venmo at Anti-Racism Daily, or you can give on our website, www.the-ard.com. Thank you for being here and have a great day.